The blessed hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ when it says, See from His head, His hands, His feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Friends, let's think about that today and let us see the Savior's blood. In our study today from the International Gospel Hour, stay with us. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 90 years, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. Well, greetings to everyone, and a very special thank you for joining us today for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour we're also indebted to our J-Webb, whom you will hear throughout our broadcast, as he will share with you some information about the International Gospel Hour, other places you may hear our broadcast, as well as our well-received Bible study course by mail. And we're grateful to offer that absolutely free. As a matter of fact, everything that you hear offered from our broadcast here from International Gospel Hour is always free. We're not going to ask for your money. We want your time, and we're grateful that you are spending your time with us and listening to our broadcast. We are also appreciative of you for your desire to pursue truth in light of the teachings of Jesus in John eight thirty one and 32, when he said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Friends, we can know the truth, and let us look at that truth that will make men free. We begin today with 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 18 that says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Indeed, friends, it took the only begotten Son of God to save man from his sins. There is salvation in none other. In Acts 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby or by which we must be saved. The blood of bulls and goats offered in the Old Testament could not redeem man, as affirmed in Hebrews 10 and verse 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. Friends, Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ will save man. If we expect to be saved from our sins, we must come to Jesus Christ. There is no other individual. There is no other way. Let's think about this precious blood that he shed. Let's think about the blood of Jesus Christ. And and friends, we all understand the importance of blood in our very lives. Occasionally, one may receive a call concerning donating blood. The surplus is down and blood is needed. And many of you have probably given blood for a family member, maybe a surgery that is upcoming, or maybe a transfusion of some type. But you know, friends, blood must be pure. It must be free of any contamination. It was many years ago I received a letter 
from the American Red Cross when I donated some blood. And they told me that my blood had to be destroyed, and they gave me the reason why. Well, I did not recall the reason specifically, and many times the medical lingo I am not familiar with, as I'm sure you know what I'm speaking of, unless you are a medical professional. So I reached out to a beloved sister there at the church who served as a nurse and read to her what the letter said. She asked me, she said, by chance, have you had a steroid shot lately? And I said, well, incidentally, yes, I have. And not that I take a steroid shot for building muscle mass or anything of that nature, but I had a doctor once, and I even find doctors today that a small steroid shot, when you have uh, swelling in your vocal cords or drainage that takes your voice, uh, that little shot can bring you can bring you back and help your throat. And so there are the occasions that happens because as you hear, well, friends, I make my living with my voice, and I bring forth the message of the gospel. And so also, uh, when I saw that, I realized what had happened. And so I always keep that in mind if I am to give blood once again. And I go back to the point, friends, blood must be pure. And you know, in the Old Testament, when you see the best of animals that are given for sacrifice. How about also that blood was not to be eaten from Leviticus 17.11, there is life in the blood. Yes, friends, we understand the importance of life in the blood. In the moment of great victory in the American Civil War, there at the Battle of Chancellorsville, Stonewall Jackson was wounded. As he was being taken to a field hospital in an ambulance, a Dr. Hunter McGuire held the artery in the shoulder with his finger, so that if the tourniquet should slip, there would be no fatal bleeding. Here is another illustration, friends, that reminds us life is in the blood. Friends, there is life in the blood of Christ, and only through His blood. So today, as we begin our broadcast from that beautiful hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, See from His Head, His Hands, His Feet, Today, friends, let us see the Savior's blood. And that's our study just ahead. But first, I'll be back in about 30 seconds. Here is our friend, our J-Webb. Hello, friends. Please know that any previous broadcasts from the International Gospel Hour are available at our website, internationalgospelhour.com, and also available on several podcast platforms. Maybe we're on your favorite podcast site. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and you can find previous broadcasts. They're always there 24-7 for you to listen or even to download. And now, let's continue our study. Friends, let's see the Savior's blood that is as precious as a lamb. I mentioned about the best of sacrifices moments ago. You know, when you think about a lamb and its beauty and its innocence... Friends, your heart cannot help but to be touched. You know, the children of Israel understood the importance of a lamb and its blood. When we go to Exodus 12, verses 3 through 5, the Lord told Moses to speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb... 
Let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. In other words, you take the very best first year male that you have. When we look at verse 7 of Exodus 12, They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. The reason when we go to verse 13, Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Due to Pharaoh and his resistance of God, due to the affliction upon the children of Israel, due to all the unheeded warnings brought forth to Pharaoh by Moses and Aaron, God had had enough, and it was time to deliver his people, and it was time for them to know absolutely that he was God. Some people will look and ask, how can a loving God do such? Friends, how can individuals turn from a loving God with such a hard heart as Pharaoh led Egypt? And what was amazing is Pharaoh failed to listen to his people, and then we see what happened. But let's not miss the point here, friends, the importance of that precious, innocent lamb. Now, thinking of the lamb, let's go to Isaiah 53 of Isaiah's prophecy of the lamb, and that is Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, 7 states that he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep dumb before her shearers is dumb, so he opens not his mouth. He openeth not his mouth. Now, what's interesting, friends, is when we go into the New Testament, to the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 32 through 39, this is where Philip runs to the chariot and has a wonderful one-on-one scripture study with that eunuch. We pick up with verse 32 of Acts 8. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth? Now the eunuch is reading from the book of Isaiah, and Philip saw the scripture where he was preaching. So in verse 34 of Acts 8, the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at this scripture preached Jesus to him. Now friends, there's no strange thing about that. Did not Philip preach Jesus when he was in Samaria earlier in Acts the 8th chapter, specifically verse 12? Yes, he did. He preached Jesus. When they were scattered abroad in the early part of the book of Acts chapter 8, the Christians were scattered abroad, the disciples, they went everywhere preaching the word. Of whom were they going to preach? They were going to preach Jesus. So in verse 36, after Philip had opened his mouth and taught him Jesus, preached Jesus to him, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Well, friends, apparently Philip talked about baptism. Baptism into water. And that would be nothing different from Acts the 8th chapter earlier in Samaria, 
where again in verse 12 they were baptized. It does not remove away from the matter of baptism as they were in Acts 2 and verse 38. All I know, friends, is what the Scripture says. The eunuch said, See, here is water what hinders me from being baptized. Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Well, friends, he had to preach baptism. He had to preach Jesus. He had to preach that he was of God and the Son of God. Same thing that Philip preached when he was in Samaria earlier in Acts chapter 8. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Dear friends, the eunuch did not delay his baptism. And nowhere in the Scripture do we find, and friends, you can't find it where baptism is an outward sign of an inward grace. The Bible does not teach that. Baptism is what one does in order to be saved based upon the faith in God, just like the eunuch did. Did not Jesus in the Great Commission of Mark 16, 16, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved? Yes, He did. The thought of this Lamb, the Christ. You see how we teach now salvation of that Lamb. You put the blood down the two doorposts and the lintel of your houses where you're going to eat it. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. God today is looking for the blood of the Lamb in our lives. When Jesus walked on this earth in John 1.29, John looked up and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And to think about in Revelation 5 and verse 12, the praise unto the Savior, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Dear friends, the blood of Christ, the Lamb that was slain for you and for me. What a precious, precious thought. Blood that we must see that is precious as a lamb. The blood we must see that redeems mankind. It will redeem you and will redeem me. I'll be back in a moment with our second point, but once again, here is our J. Webb. InternationalGospelHour.com is our website. That's InternationalGospelHour.com. Please peruse our website and see all that is available for you absolutely free. We have a number of biblical resources. You can also listen to our other broadcasts, view our TV program, request our newsletter, and ask for our free Bible study by mail, and so much more. That's our website at InternationalGospelHour.com. Now, let's return to our study. Friends, let's see the Savior's blood that not only is precious as a lamb, but purchases the soul of man. Let's note two things here, how it destroys the sin of man and gives man a direction to go. An overall summary here. Many times we find where a building is detonated, dynamite is placed in within, and the building comes down. A lot of times, something is destroyed in order to build back something that is better. The blood of Jesus Christ destroys the sin of man, but it gives man a direction in which to go. Let's talk about how it destroys. In Ephesians 1 and verse 7, In Him we have redemption through His blood, 
the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. When you look at that word redeemed, it is a word or redemption or redeemed is as a slave purchasing his freedom. We can have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of sins. As slaves of sin, we find a way to get out of sinful slavery because we were slaves to sin. In John 8.34, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. When we live in a sinful life, we are Satan's servants, if you will. But we can be freed from sin through Christ. In Romans 6.17, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. We are redeemed and we are purified, according to Titus 2.14. How that Jesus gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Now that word peculiar from the Old King James Version is an accurate word. But when we think about peculiar today, how that word meaning has changed, it comes across as peculiar or strange or weird. Well, to the world, I suppose the Christian is strange or weird. But I love it to when you look at that word in the original language, it is a people for his own possession. Individuals that are going to put forth their lives for God, zealous of good works. Let's consider some other things about the blood of Christ. An individual is reconciled. How about Colossians 1.20? And by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. To be reconciled is to be made from an enemy to a friend, and it's all done through the blood of Jesus Christ when we make peace with him. How about the blood that sanctifies, sets us apart from the world? Hebrews 13:12 Therefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered outside the gate. You see the suffering outside the gate or giving his life. Crucifixions were done outside if you will the city limits of Jerusalem. He suffered outside the gate meaning the blood that he shed. And through that blood we are able to be set apart from the world. And when we're sanctified, tie that back into Titus 2 and verse 14. A people for his own possession. Peculiar people doing his will, his way in a world that doesn't get it. But once they understand it, they're able to get it. How about the blood that justifies? You know, I love that word justifies, and I suppose every preacher has used this illustration. I certainly cannot take original credit. The word justify, just as if I'd never sinned. Listen to Romans 5, 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Now, when we look at the thought of reconciled, sanctified, and justified, I see peace through the blood, which means I had chaos before. I see the suffering of Christ that brought forth good, I see the wrath that I am taken from when I am saved, when I obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, friends, the blood of Christ will destroy the sin of man. 
That's why we can sing in unison, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now, when it is all destroyed, we have a direction to go. You see in Revelation 1.5 how the blood washes our robes and makes them white within the blood of the Lamb, if you will. It continuously cleanses the Christian as he walks in the light, 1 John 1, verses 7 through 10. In verse 9 of 1 John 1, that says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Friends, that is not a promise to the individual who is not a Christian. That context teaches that's a promise to the one who is already a Christian. We don't confess sins before we're Christians. We repent of our sins and confess Christ, our faith in Him, as that eunuch did moments ago. Then we're baptized into Christ. Again, Acts 8, 37 and 38. We'll also add in Galatians 3, 26 and 27, Mark 16, 16 and Acts 2, verse 38. The blood of the new covenant. You see, Jesus said in Matthew 26, 28, when he was with his apostles that evening, the last evening, the last supper, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. We understand the testament or the covenant that now we can learn and grow. Let the Hebrew writer speak. Hebrews 9, verses 14 and following. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. When Jesus gave his life, then the New Testament could be read, if you will, and we would see what we would receive rather from the will of the Father the testament, the covenant therein. Friends, do you see this redemption through His blood? The blood destroys our sin, and the blood will grant us a better direction in life and build us to be better. My friend, will you also see the Savior's blood, not only that was precious or that purchases, but a blood that was planned to be shed. You see, Jesus dying on the cross was not an afterthought of God. For Revelation 13.8 affirms to us that this is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The same blood that purchased the very church that Jesus promised to build. He purchased it according to Acts 20.28, and it was promised of Christ while on this earth to build His church, Matthew 16.18 and 19. The same church that was purposed of God in Jesus Christ. Consider Ephesians 3 beginning with verse 9. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. It is in the eternal purpose. Before time began, God knew He would send His Son, a planned sacrifice for me and for you, 
to where we could be added to His church. Friends, have we talked about some things to prompt you to think today about your soul? Would you love to study these matters further? Our J. Webb will come once again and will share with you how you can receive a free Bible study course by mail that you can use at your home. Here is our J. Webb. Our well-received Bible study course by mail is available to everyone absolutely free. Would you like to try it? All you do is call us toll-free at 855-444-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Home Study. That's it. That's all you have to do. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. Again, it's free. Give it a try. And it's from your friends here at International Gospel Hour. Oh, dear friends, the blood of Christ. When we see the blood, the beauty of the blood of Christ, what a wonderful thing. The blood that is precious as a lamb, it purchases the soul of man and planned from the eternal purpose of God, and how great indeed is our God. To God be the glory. Friends, we want to help you in your pursuit of God's Word. We hope that you'll receive our free Bible study course by mail. Once again, just call us at 855-444-6988. Leave us your name and address, and we will send that Bible study to you very soon. It's absolutely free, as in everything we offer from International Gospel Hour. Check out our website, internationalgospelhour.com. And friends, let us know how we can be of help to you. If you would, please give us a call or send us a message and let us know where you hear our broadcast. We'd love to know where our listeners are coming from. We hear from people all throughout the world. And to you, we are grateful that you've chosen to listen to our broadcast. If you'd like to write us, we're Post Office Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. And we are under the oversight of the elders of the West Fayetteville, Tennessee Church of Christ. Again, we thank you for joining us, and let's continue our studies together at another time. Thank you once again for joining me today here on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, as always, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory, and we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or our other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you today.